hunters, and welcome to the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast, where we try to figure out who is, in fact, the ultimate fictional character of all time. I'm Matt Acevedo. I'm Christian Humes. And today we have a very special guest to help us with our final round before the final finals before the championship <laughs> round yeah uh very excited we have a writer a podcaster you can catch him on the nintendo uh nintendo uh cartridge society um super fun podcast mr patrick ellers hello yeah thank you thank you i appreciate the applause that's very nice yeah man um Welcome. thank you for having me to help you know arbitrarily determine what fictional character is better than other fictional characters yeah it's so this so is nice. sacrosanct this is there's nothing arbitrary about that. this is yeah. <laughs> no i i understand that which look on ncs we do a lot of definitive lists yeah. right yeah. yeah and we know those those are also arbitrary but definitive absolutely like are. we we did the we have a definitive on mm-hmm. smash bros uh, who is the most influential character our series in right yeah. that's right matt was on our show to do which is the most uh which franchise contributes the most to super smash brothers ultimate and that is oh that is that's definitive, that is definitive. It's locked in. what was the kirby's number one yeah interesting okay Curious and interesting. But we have a top ten yeah. that is also worth we, listening to the episode to, yeah, <laughs> to, to hear it all. I, may I ask one question? Yes. If you had done this before Smash Ultimate came out, do you think Kirby still would have won? Had we done it before? So before we played the game that we were determining like, who had before, the biggest contributions before, to like, it? I don't know how we would have done that, Christian. <laughs> like, let's say there was no Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Right. So, so let's say you made that list based on all the other games, because mm-hmm. I feel like Smash Ultimate really adds way like a lot to Kirby. Smash Ultimate does he's... does lean into the Kirby, but like uh, Smash Four's got a lot of really like Kirby heavy mm. modes. Um, like all of these single single player modes use like enemies from like the Kirby mm. universe and kind of from the Kid Icarus universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think. I think just knowing its pedigree and knowing like Sora and all of that, that like, yeah, I think yeah. we probably still would. Kirby still would have been in like top three probably. He's yeah. uh, an incredible character. He's in that bucket Ooh. just waiting to be plucked out. He's got a very catchy theme song yeah. in anime form. <laughs> yeah. If you guys recall. I don't know what you're talking Kirby! about. Kirby! <laughs> right back at ya! Anyways. Uh, <laughs> we're unfortunately not talking about Kirby today, but we do have a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like swingy jazz to it. Anyways, um, (laughs) let's get into our final round, our final fight, dude. Christian, are you nervous? I am. Uh, This is going to be like the third time now on the show where I'm so attached to a character, I'm worried about what may happen. Yeah. (laughs) There have been one or two times, I wouldn't say I ever got aggressive, but I definitely like really pushed for a character. I mean, I did hear you go to bat for the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. In yeah. A, a pretty extreme way. Yeah. <laughs> it caused all by surprise. That's for <laughs> sure. And I was like, this is very compelling. <laughs> but today, guys, we have of our ma- our final matchup. Once again, I can't emphasize that enough. We made it. We come this far. Okay, okay. Is yes, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, well, right. It feels, it feels nice. good. Yeah. Well, it does. Should... It feels nice to finally be here. Yeah. Well, here we go. We have Desmond Humes from Lost versus Elizabeth from Bioshock versus G.I. Joe versus Sabine Wren from Star Wars Rebels. Let's start with Desmond Humes and Elizabeth from Bioshock. Let's do this, guys. Um, so should... it's it's Desmond Hume. Yeah, but right thank off the bat, you. Right? But thank you for that. He, I would, I <laughs> wish we had the same name. <laughs> Sorry, I, uh, I got Humes mixed up with Hume because uh, uh, I say your name. All. No, it's fair. It's actually Desmond David Hume. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oh. name is Christian David Hume. So I just uh, keep Patrick in. I I have thought about changing my first name. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling this is the character that you. Uh, oh, it, <laughs> Lost is my favorite TV show by a scary amount uh i spent an undisclosed amount of money on hurley's backpack when they did the auction from the show i have oh did se- you really i have his season two backpack with oh, like, wow. and it so has good. like a bunch of random island stuff like clothes and rope and stuff that they had like in the background on the set in it oh and it has like dirt and sand on it it's amazing that's so good it's you- so good so i am also obsessed with lost uh do you guys know this about me that when i was living in chicago i uh played in a lost novelty band where we only wrote and performed songs about the tv show lost oh my no, gosh but what? that's amazing it's called sonic weapon fence our album is on spotify sonic weapon fence is a sweet name thank you we were awesome 
<laughs> That's amazing. Do you uh, have a chorus, a little sample? Like he, I don't want to put you on the spot. Uh, well, jeez, uh, man, that was like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we could uh, we could like put one of uh, a Sonic Weapon Fence song like in this. I mean, I don't care. Can we, we can, put it at the yeah, end can credits? We? Yeah. Can we? Okay. We're yeah. not gonna get like flagged. Or <laughs> I mean, I don't think probably. so. I own the copyright. Okay. On it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Stay tuned for the end. Yeah, for um, a little bonus. I guess we should very quickly. We don't mm. often do this, but spoiler warning: if you haven't watched the show, I have not. I am the elephant in the room. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hear a couple of things which are gonna be so out of context that'll be fine. Yeah, um, I'm ready to ride. Go on this ride though. Because yeah, well, yeah. There's something <laughs> there's something very specific, and I love how this happens. Like these characters are so separated from each other and yet there's something very They're specific very similar and also i mean huge <laughs> spoilers for bioshock infinite yes. as well yeah oh like, yeah we're, yeah, we're yeah, gonna definitely. blow up both of these things yeah. so if like, you missed out on both of these in the 2010s like come on yeah hit, hit the button <laughs> let's go <laughs> all right warnings are out yeah warnings are out mm-hmm. we're gonna spoil the hell out of everything and sabine wren will probably spoil too from Rebels. Yeah, from We're going to spoil Rebels. that. There's going to be, there's some more recent characters here today from big franchises. So, yeah. No one's worried about G.I. Joe. <laughs> no, I, what, God, I can't even tell you the last time he I fights thought the about G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> they shoot at each other a lot. No one dies. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Desmond Hume, can do a very quick rundown, and then you, you point out anything I might miss very yeah, quickly. Sure. Mm-hmm. He is, he's just a man. He's just a man who wanted to have a simple life. Nothing seemed to ever really work out great for him. He was a monk at one point. Uh, He's done a lot of different odd jobs. He falls in love with an incredible woman. Mm -hmm. He is very lucky. He should be thankful every day for it. But he he never uh, quite has the right confidence, and he always feels like because he never he never made her father happy, and he her father told him that like he was not worth it. That That he he would never be good enough. Yeah, and here's the thing: never be good enough. uh, uh, This is uh, Penny is his uh, is his girlfriend and eventually uh, wife. The name the name I'm going to choose for my daughter. Perfect. (laughs) Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Penny's father is uh, uh, Charles. Xavier, no. no, Charles Woodmore. Woodmore is, is yes. the last name. Yeah, I love this. Sh- I love Lost, but it's been I love Lost so much that I have not revisited it since uh, since it went off the air. Oh, last year's the first time I have not done a rewatch in a like I've done it at least once a year. Yeah, last year's the first time I missed that. See, I still I uh, there's that little short the uh, the man in charge. Yes, um, that uh, I have still never seen. I'm I'm leaving that as like one little piece of Lost that I still have like. No matter oh. what, I know there's one more piece of Lost out there that I, I can like still that. still take in. That's Aww. wonderful and lovely. Yeah. So uh, it's it's been a little bit since. So I'm I'm a little rusty yeah, yeah. On, on Lost stuff. Um, but so her father, this uh, uh, Charles Woodmore, is an insanely rich guy, right? Super powerful and like in- intimidating, like you wouldn't believe. So when he says you're not good enough for my daughter and you never will be, um, he he feels it right desmond feels it and is like i need to prove myself yeah that's not a good feeling man. That's yeah like, he know. pours him a glass of whiskey and talks about how nice and expensive this whiskey is he's like i would never share this whiskey with you it'd be a waste what this guy sounds like a jerk crazy he, he is a jerk yeah i mean he his whole life is spent in service of trying to get back to this island that was magical to him uh, and that's a yes. lot of like the superstructure of Lost is based around his relationship to the island. Interesting. Yeah, I oh. guess let's do. I'm going to do very quick like <laughs> what the island is. It's a very quick what the island is, and it's it is an island. It is a real place. They're right. actually there. It has magical properties that are sort of connected to different life forces. Charles Woodmore, someone that was there a long time ago, and he was ousted. He was excommunicated, and when you leave the island because it is sort of moving through time and space at times. Uh, you might not always be able to get there. You might not always be able to get back to the island if you leave. In fact, most people make it to the island only by mistake. Yes. Oh. Yes. The, the island or, summons people. Yes, yeah. Essentially to, to test them. The, uh, the keeper of the island. That's right. Is it a giant sea turtle? It is not a giant sea turtle. No, Great it's question. Not. <laughs> it's not, but that would have been cool. I would have been cool with that. Um, what you find out eventually is that because there's a bit of t- there's not a lot, but there's a bit of time travel involved. Mm-hmm. You find out Charles Woodmore knows that he has to hate on Desmond, so that Desmond will do a series of choices that will ultimately lead him to entering a boat race to impress Penny and make him 
worthwhile to the father, which will land him on the island. Shipwrecked on the island. Mm-hmm. So does he come in later? And he's he, not on the plane. He's not on the plane. So he, he was already on the island. He was already Whoa, on the island when they crashed what? land there. So it, oh, it, dang, that's in, cool. In like the middle of season one, they discover a hatch in the in in the jungle, which is just like a metal door with a, a tiny glass window. And they spend a long time trying to like get into it, try to break it open with a trebuchet, uh, and then eventually blowing it up with dynamite because there are like natives on the island, or what they think are natives on the island uh, that they need to like get away from, and so. So season one ends with them blowing a hole in the hatch and then like just a uh, long like camera just like drop all the way down looking back up at our characters and you can tell this is a chef that goes on for just like yards and yards and yards uh, and that's end of the season right we come back next season and uh, you know the, the show is structured where you're like uh, the, we see all of these like off island flashbacks so you know what everyone what everyone's lives were before um and so season two starts and you see what is very obviously not someone living on a tropical island right um and just going about their daily uh, routine they're waking up they're making themselves a protein shake and then like mm, well they're also taking some like weird steroids in like an in, some like yeah. injection one of the gun. best openings to a show ever so it is good incredible <laughs> it defies every expectation you spend a whole year watching the show wondering what the hatch is inside this hatch eventually it comes back and it's just like you're like what am i watching yeah you don't what know what you're watching. watching this guy's taking weird steroids he's like pumping a shotgun and then you hear like vroom, vroom. there's like a proximity and then you hear like explosion it turns out we are with desmond inside this hatch on the island yeah it's one it's like a mind-blowing it's, yeah. it's where you you're you're like you know you're watching this show that is cool and it's about survival on an island and then bam desmond proves to you that it is about so much more <laughs> and like the mystery is so much bigger than you could ever imagine and it's just ah, it's and that's awesome. and that's his whole character arc like mm-hmm. everything he does like his whole he was sent to the island because they knew he was gonna have to do this one thing which was there's this button he has to push and i'm not gonna get into the specifics of why but ultimately there are electromagnetic anomalies on the island and if he doesn't push this button it will become too powerful. And that's actually what causes the plane to break apart and land on the island. So it's like without Desmond, all of the series of events that happened on the island like would not happen. He is like a very important cog. And not only does he end up traveling through time Mm -hmm. and repeating, like you see him have that awful conversation with Penny's father. He gets to go back and relive those moments and try and make a different choice, but he can't because he's told like the universe will course correct itself. But we're led to believe later that actually maybe he could have. And then there's a point where he's seeing the future. He's seeing a character die over and over. And he's trying to make like the right choices. Oh, and then, man. Then he's traveling through different realities. He sees what will happen to people like he's like after after death. It is he is a dimension time hopping. Yeah brilliant man who at the end of the day really just wants to feel like he's done something important and he wants to be with the woman he loves yeah and that's i think the the heart of uh the desmond character is that like even though he is uh unmoored from time and space like the one thing that keeps him going is his love for penny like he it, it's such he's such a like romantic and wonderful character and like the thing that um even gets Penny's boat to the island uh, eventually is that he's able to like it's on Christmas right that he like calls oh my god the constant the constant <laughs> the constant is probably episode eight the, of season four mm-hmm, the single best episode of the series and possibly one of the best the ringer listed it as the greatest episode of television ever made I believe that they did I'd... a top 100 episodes of TV ever made and it was number one and I was like I was scrolling through the list from 100 up, and I'm like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? How come it's not here yet? And then when it was number one, I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. Arbitrary lists don't matter unless you agree with them. Yeah. And then they're so and important. And then they're so important. It's so important. I need to watch this show ASAP. Who else are we talking about? We're talking about also Elizabeth <laughs> from Bioshock Infinite. Uh, also a time traveler of sorts. Also yeah. a time traveler a reality a traveler. traveler. Yeah. Uh, also kind of stuck in a place for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Being forced into situations because of a father figure similar to yep. Desmond. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and her situation is very similar um, for her existence. So what's interesting is she's not actually like the biological daughter of Booker DeWitt, who also you turn, it turns out is the villain Comstock. 
he this character will have a choice in his life where he can how, how, how do you guys feel about that kind of twist by the way that like mm. the, this character also turns out to be this character from a different period in in their life like uh the the old fry is his old grandpa his own grandpa well i kind i, I kind of like it i i think it's cool yeah um I, I yeah, like it. I, o- cool. I like it okay. I don't really like that they're such. They're both such big figures that like yeah. Booker is. You play as Booker Dewitt, right? Like he's your main character. Yeah. And then like Comstock is the, like he's the big bad in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it feels it feels too like neat to me. Well, so I, the- I get I can see that for sure. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I think the it, thing about too- it was though is to show like the dynamics of like. It's like this character could have gone on one to one of two paths, and because he's such a like mm-hmm. powerful figure, like he either was like he's like chaotic, like evil, right? Or, you know, he's yeah. like he's like such a good character, it's, but he's only going to be an extreme example, right? Well, it's it's because Bioshock Infinite also like plays with this idea of like choice and choice being meaningful. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, one of the first things that you, uh, one of the first choices that you have to make in the game is like join in on like a lynching or like tell the people that it's bad. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Like that opening. opening Is Is this a choice? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't love, uh, Bioshock infinite. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, um, this I mean, compared to compared to Desmond, I, I it sounds like Elizabeth's like a cool character. Um, you get to play as her in the DLC and stuff, but I, I don't know. I think you guys have already. I feel like Desmond's already like a really yeah. cool character. I'll say, I'll say a couple cool. <laughs> like, th- I want to say a couple cool things about say her. Say a couple cool things. Yeah, yeah. So often, companions in video games are awful. She's one of the greatest. She never gets herself like into like you don't have to worry about her health. Yeah, which is always a thing. You know, it's not just one. She's a femme fatale. Yeah, well, and she's also, but she's also helpful. You're in a fight. She's like, "Hey, there's some ammo. Catch!" Like she'll throw you stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was. They treat her almost more like they would treat like when you have a pet companion in a game, where like, oh, the dog can't get killed. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, and he's gonna like go grab you stuff and help out from time to time. But you don't need to watch after the dog. Just most of the time, if there's a game where my dog can get killed, I'm not playing. No, why play that game? Don't play that game. Yeah, it's awful. I just found. Uh, does the dog die.com yes you can, oh such a useful website you could type in the name of the movie or tv show or whatever and it'll tell you if it's safe to watch i am legend mm. Mm. hey I'll, I'll just uh, a little public service announcement uh no dogs die in any of these as far as i know but uh, did did you guys watch the live action uh academy award nominated shorts for this year i didn't i Wait, didn't watch them i didn't watch the live action Academy Award shorts but i did just watch kitball do me too with the oh, new Pixar short. Yeah, Kit, Kit Bull's adorable. Uh, I had to turn it off. That did not go well in my house. That did not go well. <laughs> it's a in happy my ending. House. It's a it's happy, happy ending. Um, I'm gonna get in trouble even for bringing it up on this. I have to now. I now need to tell my girlfriend that she cannot listen to this episode. <laughs> well, but but like you know, it ends well. It ends, it ends well. really it well. It ends adorably. It's, because know, here's the but... here's the here's the brutal reality about that short is that there are dogs who become abused and are are abandoned, but then there are people who take who it's find true. these dogs and take them in and they live a happy life. It's That's kind of like the moral of it. Um, there's, there, there's redemption for no matter what some no matter yeah. what some monster has done. To I would a dog. say I mean like yeah it's 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 tough but like it ends happy. It, yeah, but that was I think the saddest thing I've ever seen in a Disney movie. <laughs> okay, but look if you. No one should watch the Academy Award nominated live action short films because they are all five of them depressing as hell. Yeah. yeah. Four of five of them put children in extreme oh. intense danger. Most of them end up killing the kids. Oh my oh. gosh. And all five of these films have like horrible sad endings. And the one that actually won the Academy Award skins skin that looks intense it was like a like tattooed up like 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 blackface it's a story it's a story of a uh white supremacist who uh has a family and uh beats up a black guy and then the black guy's friends uh take the white supremacist and uh tattoo him head to toe in black ink and then send him back to his family where of course his son shoots him because he's black now it's stupid (laughs) it's stupid and these all Five of these movies are uh, bad and depressing, and I don't just just a little public service announcement. There are no dogs that die. There are no dogs that die. Put a disclaimer at the start of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, this show is is non explicit. We're gonna have to put it. <laughs> like some kid in a car, their mom is gonna be like, 
like someone's listening to this in the car with their child and they're not going to be happy. Look, with I it. apologize. This is a no, public service though. It's Do funny. not watch these movies. Um, yeah, see, yeah. See the, see the animated ones. They're adorable. They are adorable. Great. Well, let's talk about bow. What a, what a, <laughs> oh, like, a little dumpling. <laughs> that I movie lo- was I love twisted bow. though. When, when he, he ate the dumpling, I got like, I was like, whoa. Well, it, was, it was like a metaphor. Cause, uh, because you know, I understand because mothers would rather destroy a relationship. Fact, than, I understand the metaphor, yeah. but yeah. while I was watching it, <laughs> while I was watching it, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend and I both looked at each other like, "What just happened? <laughs> this is not okay." Uh, we have a lot of problems with these animated movies. <laughs> we, just, we just can't watch them. They can. They just all need to be happy. Um, all right, let's. I just let's just burn through this. Look. More culturally <laughs> sorry, relevant. Sorry, sorry. No, it's f- more culturally relevant. Lost is is absolutely one of the most culturally relevant shows of all time. Uh, Bioshock Infinite's great, but it it's not the one that people always think about. It's Rapture, and Elizabeth is a great character. But when people talk about Lost, the first thing that comes up almost all the time is the constant. I think I think that's a, uh, among people who know it, though. I think if if you don't like really know Lost, you like, might I, not. I had no idea. Yeah, you don't I even no know idea who that, that person was. That he's in here. But I'm glad. Like listening to it though it makes me want to go. I'm probably gonna go watch it. I think it's still on Netflix. I think it's on Amazon Prime now. Oh, I got Prime. Sweet. There, there you go. Yeah, great, great. So I'll go watch it then. And then Bioshock uh, Infinite sold less copies than Lost had viewers. So that we'll I just give we, that one to Lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, <laughs> because man. it's the same thing. Unless you play video games, yeah, no, that's that's true. That, that you, you know? wouldn't know who she is. Yeah, sorry, Elizabeth, you lost this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have Got more him. time to argue against her for Desmond. This is just <sighs> okay. What do we have? Next? <laughs> Already one of my favorite episodes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sweet. Oh, I mean, nice. Oh, wow. Very good. Oh, wow. Well, that was a bio-shocking turn of events. <laughs> Anyways, uh, our, <laughs> our next fight. We Wait, have... got to explain Matt's, it. No one... Uh, Matt's oh, got an infinite point. amount of puns. Oh. Played, oh, this is the trash. These are all the losers from the season. When the season ends, uh, all the people that don't get to come back, we're going to de- we're gonna destroy we're gonna them. Do- oh, I just, uh, no losers bracket. Uh, there's losers brackets at the end mm-hmm. of each division. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then we're going to do like a personal choice. Okay. So a handful of characters. They will come chance. back. Some of them will come back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I just for those of you who can't see this, I just uh, crumpled up a piece of paper, the Elizabeth paper, and I uh, I Kobe'd it into this really small uh, trash bin. Yeah. yeah Kobe did it in love basketball yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, guys, on to our next fight. Uh, oh my gosh, we have the American hero GI Joe versus the Mandalorian Sabine Wren. Both warriors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Both soldiers. One very big difference. Sabine very much rejected. So the Mandalorians are a, a warrior race. If you're familiar with anime, Wars, yeah. I would compare them to the Saiyans. <laughs> yeah. For those I who think, don't we gotta know. Back, we got to back way up because I'm a big Star Wars guy. I don't know Sabine. Okay. Sabine is, uh, is a character, one of the main characters in the new uh, Star Wars Rebels, which mm-hmm. is a, th- a four-season run. It's a, it's a pretty yeah. short series. It's phenomenal. It takes place after Clone Wars and before A New Hope. Um, and it is really good. It's very, very good. Um, yeah. And Sabine is uh, a Mandalorian who ta- who is a part of the Boba crew. Fett people. Yeah, the Boba Fett people. Yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. that's the easiest way. If you want to know what these people look like, all their armor looks like Boba Fett's. It's Mandalorian armor, which, which is special armor. Yes. yes, they all have jet packs. They're all like it's very strong. It they it can take some blaster shots and not go down. All armor should have jet packs. All armor should, All have, armor jet should have jet packs. Yes. Come on, yeah. what are we doing? Why are right. we making armor without jet packs? <sighs> well, I Come think on, maybe guys. it's like the mass production like of the Empire. They probably don't have... Oh, sure. It's a cost-cutting measure. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing like with the Stormtroopers. Probably people a training are... thing, too, right? Like, yeah. yeah. You gotta, it's a whole different skill set. Yeah. Yeah, the demos usually have them in the But the, the Empire didn't care about the bodies <laughs> of the Stormtroopers. Like, they were just numbers. They could just get more mm-hmm, soldiers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they don't mm-hmm. care. Whereas, like, the Mandalorians very Game of Thrones style, it, the different houses that rule this planet, it's a very like ruling house style, mm-hmm. uh, very sort of old monarchy kind of a mm-hmm. system, almost like a feudal system. They, they actually really take care of their own people. Uh, and they war within each other, but then they also like come together. And during the Empire, during the Age of the Empire, the Mandalorians, because they are such a fierce like foe, the Empire never actually like took them over, 
So they just sort of stay separate. Yes. Yeah. During but, the rise of the empire. But they were hired mercenaries mm. quite often. And so they had sort of made a deal with the empire to do their bidding at times and maybe to have like a base on their planet so that they could escape having to like go to war with them because maybe they would be able to keep them from taking over. But the Mandalorians are still one planet versus the entire galaxy right. that mm-hmm. the empire had. So it was more easy for them to be like, sure, we'll work with you when you need something, but like we're also going to kind of run our own show here. Sabine Wren came from the ruling house of her planet, Mandalore, and she rejected this, and she hated it, and she hated the Empire, and so she left, she ran away, so that she could rebel against the Empire, and then she ended up joining a small group of rebels. And mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, she's really cool because she's like, an artist she loves to do like graffiti on so stuff. her mandalore armor is like covered it's in, all like, tagged up yeah, yeah. it's awesome it's oh that's awesome. great yeah and she steals like whenever they like take out stormtroopers and stuff she'll take their helmets and like tag them and stuff like that um yeah. she, she she's like a very like a political activist sort of like a protester but like you love that like yeah but more of yeah. a like we're gonna go bomb some stuff and she'll tag it and stuff like that afterwards. Yeah, well, and I mean, so this is obviously a place where she is very different from G.I. Joe, who yes. is mm-hmm. towing the government That's, line. They're big yeah. different. Yeah. How do these characters always match up so well? I don't know. It's it's fate. We literally pull them. People so. don't believe us, I think. They don't. I know I, they don't they, believe us. There are archetypes in, in yeah. fiction, yeah. right? Like there's like was there eight? There's eight. There's like you know, but we got two dimension hoppers. There's the fat one. There's the nerdy kid. It's like the 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 mediator, the 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 um the I can't remember them. <laughs> the one that wants like I want. To, oh, there's got to be more to life than this, you know. There's yeah, the, the dreamer. The there's dreamer, always a Vegeta. The, there's always a Vegeta. There's always a Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> Has Vegeta come up on this yet? Not, Not yet. yet. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no Dragon Balls have come up yet. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, yeah, but anyways, uh, GI Joe though, I you know like something else that GI Joe has that Sabine doesn't have is uh, a catchphrase, "Go Joe." Yeah, I mean, right? right? It's a <laughs> it's a catchphrase where he's cheering for himself. <laughs> Does anyone else do that? Sonic the Hedgehog isn't like, yeah, Sonic. <laughs> Yeah, it is weird. It's weird, right? It is pretty weird. Well, they, they're all kind of called G.I. Joes, but there is the G.I. Joe. I'm going to have to take your word for that, Christian. Yeah, Christian. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because then they eventually have, there's like a G.I. Jane. But, the, but that was a Demi Moore movie, right? That was not. That's, yeah, not, that's a different know. thing. That's a different that's thing. A different <laughs> thing. <laughs> In the cartoon, G.I. Joe. They fight did, Cobra Commander. Did, you, did, yeah. did either of you guys watch the um, live action Toys That Made Us? I didn't see that one. Uh, I watched the just the Toys That Made Us about Star Wars. Oh, they're all good. Even the toys that I didn't care about. <laughs> uh, like the Barbie doll one, I was fascinated by. Yeah. Very good series on Netflix. They did one on G.I. Joe. And the whole, the whole premise was, well, we have Barbies, but how do we get boys to play with these dolls? And right. they were like, well, let's give them guns. And it was like, well, let's not make them small. Let's make them big so that like we can have them have different outfits and things well, right, because like, like in in their original incarnation, the GI Joe toys were the same size as, as like a, a tall Barbie doll. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until later that they like shrunk them down to the more like articulated, yeah, kinds. And the bigger ones were always more. I actually had like me and my brother each had one. I had the Cobra Commander. He had the GI Joe one. But we had like the big Joes. Yeah, they were weird because they were sort of like squishy a little bit. They weren't rock hard plastic mm. they were like a little soft were they like the big uh ninja turtle figures yes okay mm. they All were right. kind of like the big ninja turtle figures um they were cool they were very cool uh great toy like if you're a boy i would say they're not like gi joe's not a great inclusive character uh no definitely I, not i mean not not just uh not a great like inclusive character but like the fetish fetishization of uh like military stuff yeah bothers oh, me I know. right and i feel that just, too like as, as i get older my uh tolerance for anything with like guns in it uh like goes way down yeah i know yeah. you and i've talked about this before yeah Christian. we had an interesting conversation about that um but like it's it's one of the reasons i never actually even uh finished bioshock infinite partially because i was like i'm shooting too many guys i'm not you know and like i'm familiar with how that narrative winds up yeah. because you know i'm interested in video games and uh you know those kinds of narratives so like i looked into it but um i don't know like gi joe looking back at it now i've got like no love lost for it i'm just like 
I don't I don't really need it. I'm in the same boat. I never really cared for it because of because of the same thing. Like it's just military and war, and I'm like, this is yeah. granted. Like Star Wars is literally war, but it's more <laughs> fantasy. It's more Star Wars right. is more sci-fi fantasy yes. than like the war. You know, what I mean, it's about you know Star Wars is all about like you know believing in like the the Force, which is like the feeling everything in the universe and stuff like that. Then like, oh, we need to go shoot some guys. Also, can you imagine if Star Wars like, hey, we need to go kill some stormtroopers. Yeah, it's Star Wars Rebels. They try to solve as many problems they can without. Like, yeah, they do. Killing. Mm-hmm. Like, they try to. They're shooting. activists. They try to like yes. like get people to see from their point of view to uh, like to you know they explain a certain like point of view. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean it, it. Like honestly, GI Joe feels to me like if you were to do that in Star Wars, it would just be a show about the stormtroopers. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's it's oh, a yeah. dated. I think it's a dated. I think it's so dated. It is so like, I don't think people like it still. Yeah. I mean, they tried bringing it back. I think there's something there. I think there's a way to make it work, but for it to work, they need to update the characters and it's not going to represent the original thing that it did because it's like, it's weird. It's a weird like line you have to toe. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ever be like, oh, well I hate all soldiers because it's like, well, soldiers are also, I've got, I've got some in my family. Yeah. It's like, so I don't hate the military and I hate soldiers, but I also don't. Like the fantasies, the the yeah, the fetish. The, 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 it just feels perverse. It's the tough. Way we we're, can we can all try to say it together. Fetishization. Yeah, <laughs> that was there. It is. So here we go. Fetishization. Yeah. <laughs> we're perverting. Yeah. War. We're making it. Toy. We're making it look fun, and yes. it's, yeah, uh, that it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. And I think in Star Wars, one thing that they do is. Sabine has seen loss. She is she's had to deal with death in her wars mm-hmm. uh, through family and friends that have been traumatic to her, and it has been a, a real like eye opening experience. I think for kids that have to see that. Mm-hmm. But with GI Joe, they're just blasting each other with guns left and right, and no one ever goes down. There's no it, like, it's yeah. consequence free yes. warfare. And yeah, it's you know like this is a time too where we already have Captain America. Who kind of represents as a better representation? He's a way better um, GI Joe than GI Joe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, so I think it's no contest here. I think there's no contest. I think Sabine is the winner for this. What do we all agree? Are we feeling uh, unless unless Patrick unless? Well, I mean, if to to bring up you know uh, Christian's metrics, uh, who is more culturally relevant? <laughs> It's, it's G.I. Joe by a long shot. Oh, do you think so? I don't think oh, kids care about G.I. Joe today, and kids love Star I don't Wars think Rebels. I know who Sabine was before we sat down. I think that's because we're uh, older It's because I'm an old man. Yeah, we're, we're older. It's not like Star Wars Rebels is, is enjoyable, to, can be enjoyable to us, but both of those things are marked. And Rebels is... Yeah, and like to be to Patrick's point, Rebels is restricted behind the Disney like paywall. Yeah. Like You have to have Disney mm-hmm. XD to be able to watch it, or you watch it somewhere online. And uh, there, there were, uh, what, two G.I. Joe movies within the last decade? Yeah, but, like, those were very good. They're they were pretty bad. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, they made okay, two. I'll say, I mean, I'll say historically, G.I. Joe has had yeah. more cultural impact and relevancy. But I would say today, Sabine is a more relevant character. Or you could argue that, especially because she's one of the few in Star Wars, such a big franchise, mm-hmm. one of the few women yeah. that are also a soldier. Sure, I mean, accepting like the the like sequel series, like the the Disney movies, they they put uh, women right. front uh, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. too, which I think is awesome. Um, is Ren right? That's her last mm-hmm. name. Is that it? Do it? I assume no connection no, to the W. No, no, w- yeah. uh, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah, that would be that would have. Imagine if it was like that the whole time and no one's been talking about that. <laughs> I, I know. That's I felt crazy for a Patrick, second. You, you just I fi- cracked the code. <laughs> you just finally linked it. He's like, I'm not crazy, right? But there's something but there. There's, what, what? Uh, that's a really good point. <laughs> Thank you so much for humoring me. No, that's a really good point, Patrick. It is. It's a, if you don't know how it's spelled, I, that's a <laughs> um, Yeah, let's kick G.I. Joe out of here. All right. Well... But, like who who would win in a fight? Sabine Wren has the dark Sabine, saber, yeah. Mandalorian armor, and a jetpack, and GI Joe's never taken down anyone. <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you guys see that uh, that episode of Community that uh, from the sixth season 
the one that was just on, on Yahoo? Yahoo screen. You watched that season? I didn't watch yeah. it. Yeah, it was doing? good. It's got a Why lot of good stuff. You're not watching Star Wars because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I wanted to, but I never got around to it. There, there is a, a, an episode that is like a GI Joe episode that like Jeff has a uh, uh, a near death experience and is like hallucinating his life as a GI Joe. Oh, that's pretty good. That's figure. awesome. It's awesome. It's it's a, a really good, really funny episode. Um, but hits on all the same points that you you were just making of like. Uh, they don't no one dies it's totally consequence free warfare and like celebrates all of these like ridiculous uh, like masculine dumb things um, and that it's something that he just needs to grow up and like grow out of yeah that's awesome and G.I. Joe is a cartoon only to serve the purpose of selling you a toy it was not created like they didn't come up with this narrative about this character they wanted to sell you they came up with this superficial character to sell you these toys, which is why there isn't a lot to discuss about him. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's that's a, maybe a weird point to bring up when arguing against a Star Wars character. Because so much, and I'm not saying that that's true of uh, Sabine necessarily, but so much of Star Wars is like character designs uh, are included to sell toys. Oh, of course. Yeah, there's definitely that level. But I think today... People care so much about the yeah. world and the story of Star Wars that when like someone gets the opportunity to come up with a new cast of characters, there's definitely like the story group, but then there's the merchandising group is like, hey, but could they look like this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but can we just repaint some Boba Fett figures? <laughs> but they're definitely writing. They're definitely writing like stories that people care about. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, and hers is really, I think, in many ways, one of the most interesting in that whole show. It's really, it's very really good. solid. Yeah, Patrick, right. I think you should like you should go home and watch it. Like, a lot of I'll, people are I'll hoping she watch. shows up. Are you asking me to leave? <laughs> uh, just, can you leave uh, and All come right, back when you watch it? Okay. <laughs> um, cool. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move are on. Are we good? Yeah. Then all I have to say is, no, Joe. That was great. Yes, thank you. Here we go. Yeah, that was good. Oh, I missed. Cool. We are in our final round of season one. Before wow. we go to our final championship, wow! Going before going to the championship of the season, it'll be cool during season two, and we're like, "Is this person better than the winner from season one?" Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow. And I will say it one more time: this is probably one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to be doing this with you guys. Oh man, I'm having great. a wonderful time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very glad that we get you on. This was great. Yeah. Um, Let's especially go. with with uh, having a lost character here. Yeah, I can't believe you pulled a lost character. Yeah, he was a uh, fun fact. Um, Christian was or uh, Patrick was right there, sitting on that couch, That's while right. we pulled <laughs> while we pulled the. Uh, you may have clapped or something. I did. Yeah. I clapped. <laughs> I clapped um, and screamed internally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our final round, the championship round of season division four, round four. We have Sabine Wren versus Desmond Hume. No S. Uh, I'll just say this now at the beginning because I do as much as I love Lost and I love Desmond. Star Wars is my favorite movie franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so if Desmond loses here, I'm not. I'm not gonna like just full disclosure. I'm also okay with that because I love Sabine. Like she's the best character I think from the from Star Rebels. Wars Rebels show. Yeah, and they're doing that Mandalorian show, and people are like, "Please give us a live action version." Yeah, of Sabine Wren. Like. Yeah. She would fit very well into it. Uh, so something that didn't come up when we talked about her before, this is a very cool thing. There's the Darksaber that we talked about in passing, which the Darksaber, the leader of Mandalore, was the only one to wield the Darksaber. And it eventually gets stolen because when the Empire first came, Darth Maul came in and took over and corrupted Mandalore, and he was able to wield the Darksaber. And then when he left, he took it with him. Uh, and then he eventually went like sort of into... He almost like obi wan himself. He like went into hiding because he, he hated the Empire because the Empire turned, turned on him. And of course, he didn't like the Jedi. So he sort of had no place in the world. Right. Yeah. And, the, and she returned the Darksaber to Mandalore. And she helps overthrow the house that overthrew her home. Okay. And like returns basically Mandalore back to its like rightful glory during the fight against the Empire. It's pretty epic which also means she's basically a disney princess oh i didn't even mm. think of that that's a valid point she's a very interesting cool character who does that sort of make desmond a disney prince because lost was on abc which is owned by disney <laughs> 
I mean, I'm sure at some point all of the characters here will will in in some capacity be owned by Disney. But yeah, both of yeah. these uh, both of these two characters that we're discussing are Disney characters. I feel like I'm lost. If anyone was a Disney like prince, it would be like Hurley or maybe Ben, because he's Hurley's right hand man. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe like a Richard. Who's but- who's who's the Disney princess from uh, from Lost? Is that got to be Kate? Uh, I'd say it'd be um or Claire Miss Hawking. Hmm, that's interesting. Because she was Eloise. the leader of the others. Yeah, yeah. Eloise Hawking. I'm going to let you guys know who I think it is in about two months. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, Lost is such an interesting show. And I think there's something on that show for everyone because of the dynamic cast mm-hmm. of characters that it has and just the rich storytelling. Desmond is one of the most unique characters because as many times as there have been different types of time travel, they utilized the uh, the concept of time travel primarily just with him. They did use it with other characters, but he was yeah, sort there, of there's, like... There's like one big move that happens for everybody else, but he's yeah. sort of always uh, mm. uh, unhooked in time. Um, and like because of that, Desmond has a very... Um, like Odysseus quality to him. Yes. Um, yes, and, he does. You know, his girlfriend's name is uh, Penelope, the same as uh, Odysseus's wife. He truly goes on the hero's journey more totally, than almost yeah. anyone else. Yeah, and he he goes on a like singular solo journey in a way that the rest of the characters on Lost kind of don't. Like everyone else is sort of in it together, and there's a lot of got to learn to live together. We're gonna die alone, sort of thing. And Desmond knows that he's going to have to both live and die alone because he's like because he's been launched out of time by this magnetic freak island, you know, like he just has where uh, Sabine, you know, keeps going back and like representing her house and her planet and all of that stuff. Um, I think the only thing that Desmond is ever able to represent is him himself. Yes. There's something really special about that though. Yeah. yeah. There's something really powerful, you know, like, well- you are you're you're special. You're special, Patrick. Christian, you're special. Hey, you're listener, special, you're special. Oh, we're all special. And hey, listener, you're special. Bling, 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 bling. <laughs> Go, Joe. Joe! <laughs> um, Desmond, Desmond always just wanted to leave the island. Like first he first he wanted to do something. He wanted to be important. Mm-hmm. Then he was told he would never do anything important. Then he gets in the island. He does important things, and he just wants to leave. Like, there's so many times where he was, like, not necessarily choosing sides until he realized he kind of had to. Right. But then when he finally leaves the island, he's brought back against his will, and he is sort of forced into a situation that he didn't want to be a part of. But once that happens to him, and he sort of – this is when he first travels sideways, let's call it. He passes through. He sees sees an alternative – reality or or future it's Mm. season six is confusing yes okay okay um season six of lost after doing flashes forward and flashes back um they present what they uh what you originally believed to be a a flash sideways yes into Mm. a world where the plane never crashed on the island what yeah it's amazing what the heck that's crazy Um, but after he does this he's just suddenly like like everyone wants to use him as a tool yeah and he he accepts his fate and he's like no don't worry you don't have to like force anything on me like i'll come with you like i know everything's going to be okay like i have a purpose now and i understand my purpose and i'm willingly going to like fulfill what i need to do even if it's not like what he wanted he just wanted to be happy and even even if there's like no playbook for it too yep. like i feel like desmond is always taking things sort of on faith but like you know, the show does so much of like uh, testing people's faith versus their like belief in science. Mm. Um, and uh, Desmond just seems to have a broader view of the universe and like his place in it than anyone else. Like and and comes out on top. Like one of the things that's so sad about Lost to me is the the ultimate fate of John Locke is a tragedy. He believes in the island. Oh, yes. And uh, the island, you know, like undoes him in a way that's like heartbreaking when you finally get to like the 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 center of it and uh desmond's journey is kind of the opposite of that like desmond gives himself over to the magic of this place and eventually sees his way through he lives through that right yes he does he lives through the end he escapes the island and you know what i was thinking about because we didn't even talk about what he does in the flash sideways and that's one of the most important things of the whole show because he's getting the band back together exactly right? yeah, yeah. Like, all of lost is about like it's a metaphor like the name is like everyone 
is kind of alone. Everyone's lost on their journey through life. And a lot of these people don't feel like they have connections. And by the end of the series, I don't all have these goosebumps. People, you have goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> all these people are so connected to one another. And it's his job in this other reality, which you ultimately find out is sort of, let's call it an afterlife, easiest way to explain it. Um, his job is to find them because in the afterlife, everyone's living out what they thought they wanted, which was a life that didn't lead them to the island. And it was right, like they don't they don't crash on the island. Right. And which means they don't find each other and are still lost. And Aww, he, he has to awaken their old memories of what actually happened. In the sideways parallel And universe. brings them all back together. And <gasps> it's, it's Russian Doll. It's amazing. Oh, Guys, yeah. it's Russian Doll. <laughs> Holy crap. Which is a great show. Well, oh, you know, man, it's so good. Um, <laughs> I almost brought up Russian Doll earlier because there's a scene so in Lost where he, when he gets the chance to redo it the whole day, and mm-hmm. he's, he had a moment where he was going to ask his girlfriend to marry him. And had he done that, None of this would have happened. He would have been there and been happy because she loved him so much for who he was. She she was loaded and he was kind of like whatever. Like he didn't have anything. He didn't have anything to offer her and that's why he never felt like he was worth her. Mm-hmm. And he was going to ask her to marry him. And because he didn't the first time and this woman told him the universe course correct, he decides again not to do it and he throws the ra- the ring away. Yeah. And that happens. <laughs> In, oh, yeah, it does. The <laughs> ring away. Man. Lost. I always thought that that ring was going to show up one day on the island. I thought that would have been amazing. Oh, that would have been so good. Um, also, like weird thing that I also almost brought up earlier. I had the craziest theory while it was going on, and this would have been very Bioshock uh-huh. that their baby Charlie would have been Charles Woodmore. Yeah, and that would have been too much for me. That would have like, been. That, it would have been. I'm glad they <laughs> yep. didn't. I'm glad they didn't. But during my like insane theorizing. <laughs> Like, I also thought the the smoke monster was Vincent, and that's how he knew everything about them. Yeah, that makes sense. That would have been awesome, too. But also, then, doesthedogdie.com would have kept me from watching it. Yeah, great point. <laughs> Vincent never dies. Which is perfect. It's so good. You can't have the dog He die. just lives with Rose oh, he's and Bernard a dog? on that island forever. Oh. He's a dog? Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't die. He doesn't he does die. Not okay, die. then I will watch that. He, he lives does. a happy life on an he island. Does. Oh, that's good. That's he does. Good. Um uh, so we gotta start breaking this down. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were just. I thought I'm so we were just sorry. talking about loss. Um, we we but, okay. So he's got a very crucial. He's very important. And be, uh, stories aside, they both right. They both are very intricate characters who are kind of crucial to restoring. Uh, you know, some sort of order. balance or order. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um. I, I think we need to start asking some theoretical questions about these characters. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be t- hard, I think. Yeah. For, yeah. for me. <laughs> I think uh, first one, get okay. out of the way, okay. win mm-hmm. in a fight. I think Sabine would win in a fight. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know that Desmond's got any fight moves. Right. Well, he killed he killed uh, Kevin Inman. <laughs> sure. He did. <laughs> by, by accidentally cracking Kelvin, his head Kelvin, on a rock. Right? Yeah, Kelvin yeah, Inman. Yeah. By accidentally cracking his head on a rock. Yeah, but he felt terrible yeah. about it, and it caused him to be late to push the button. Um, he used a gun at some point. Yeah, well, and he was in the army. Is that right? Yes, he was, but he got thrown in, in out. the Royal Air Force or something. Yeah. Who do you think yeah. is more persistent? Who do you think is more like? Oh, you the know. constant Desmond. Desmond is the most determined of the three. Of the two. Yeah. Desmond is the, <laughs> the, the, the three. <laughs> we already talked about G.I. Joe. You know? <laughs> Desmond is the most determined. of. She She would win in a fight. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, she, I think even like if you drip, just yeah. drop them both into a pit unarmed, yeah. like she'd win. Yeah. Unless, but, he, unless he was supposed to win the fight. I was that's saying, right. That's true. the that's island true. needed him to win that fight. But in in a in a hand to hand fight, right. uh, no island considering. Yeah, he would. Get, I think, he would get smoked. I think I want to give uh, Desmond a point though for persistence because I think that's something that like yeah we never really consider determination. We never, persistence. Yeah, his determination sounds like something that is pretty intense. That yeah. he sounds he, he travels through time and side travels dimensions and he sounds like you know he gets the job done. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes, and it is not always easy. Yeah, it is gut-wrenching at times and it is lonely very hard. as hell yes. yeah who do you think uh has a bigger kind of impact on like if i feel like if, this one's a draw this one is a, i would agree. yeah i yeah, i feel that too both pretty low impact culturally speaking yeah yeah like if you watched either of these series you would love both of the characters but it, you know we're talking like somewhere between 10 to 20 million people for both yeah hmm. who would you want to see a spin-off show of Oh man, my heart just stopped thinking about a Desmond show. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. It's, do you remember there was maybe like a, a year or a year and a half ago when there was a, a thing floating around on Twitter where it was like, show me the four characters that you w- want to write more than oh, yeah, like yeah. any, and Desmond was one of my characters. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, De- Des- Desmond's an all timer for me. And there's so many gaps in his story because yeah. they can only do so much that like there's so many interesting things you could do with his character. Sabine is a very capable and cool character, and both of them are from an ensemble cast, but Desmond's best episodes were always like when it was his story. Hmm. His big moments were generally not like when it was with the full group outside of like, you know, like a moment or two. It's mostly about like when things were happening to or for him. So like when you were watching the Desmond show, but that's that's not to imply was... that he's not like a team player though, because like no, he, no. he definitely is. No, I'm just saying like if if the side show is based on yeah. them as the main character, his episodes are oh, yeah. arguably the best episodes of Lost, and it's when he's the main character of the show. Yeah. So like he would be such a great person to write a side show about. Whereas the Sabine episodes are wonderful, um, and they're some of the best storytelling in the Star Wars Rebels show. She is so important as an ensemble character because she's also like kind of like thick headed mm-hmm. and like stubborn. Um, and she really needs her friends to like to help guide her. her. Yeah, and make yeah, the right sure. decisions and push her to do things. So I would Ooh. I would say that he he definitely wins in that part. Ooh. Who would I rather hang out with? Desmond knows how to drink and have a good time. Yeah, he does. He yeah. knows great drinking songs. He could tell you some sad, ironic stories, and you would love it. And I don't really want to, like, you know, I don't want to go tagging up some government property. No, I mean, you could argue she was a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> like That's she, true. Most of the Star Wars characters you can yeah, call. Yeah. They were fighting against the government. government. It was a yeah. bad government, but mm-hmm. the government would t- would tell you they were terrorists. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, Desmond will tell you about uh, women with one leg and a heart of gold. Yeah. This is uh, I feel like we're really close, and I think I'm leaning towards a decision. But if you has have any scenarios that you I'm, could think, yeah, of. I'm trying to think. There's so there's well, one. Are, are there other like dimensions that we can like evaluate them on, or there's dimensions. Yeah, ah. so like we we like to get into uh, we like to to get a little weird sometimes. That uh, you know we've done the uh, if you had to have divorce papers served, mm. who would you rather have serve them? Or there's the if you just had divorce papers served, who would you want? Like which buddy would you want with you? Like after the fact, so it's like. Because, like, these weird scenarios help us kind of break down when we're stuck. Um, which is kind of like, who do you want to deliver bad news? Who Desmond do you want an amiibo of? <laughs> or Sabine Wren. This is tough because Sabine is... A, I would say Sabine. She would have cool colors. Yeah, Sabine. I would rather have, a, a, would rather have an amiibo of Sabine. She's yeah. a better toy. Yeah. But I think Desmond is, like... He's almost untoyable, right? Yep. Like, he's, right. he's so well-rounded and so... Epic and something that he, tends to happen that we've noticed on this show is that a lot of the the characters that have one are animated, which I thought was interesting. But um, yeah, he's one of our best. Live he's one of our best live action characters, I would say. Yeah, for sure, that's come up. That's definitely true. Yeah, until Xena yeah. shows up, then all you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when Sydney Bristow lost, that was that, that was, was huge. That was tough. That was really tough. Was Sydney Bristow is an incredible character. Yeah, you guys are but doing she went up against... the Lord's honest work here. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards Desmond. Right I, now. I am too. I want to say one I... thing about Sabine that I haven't talked about. Yeah. yeah, which is so when that series ends, it ends with Ezra. Who there were two Jedi in that show. There were one of them mm-hmm. is a kid that like was found and he has Jedi powers, and the other one is an older adult. Uh, Kanan, who survived Order 66, he was a Padawan, and so he he never really became a Jedi Master, and he's training. He's a this great kid. character. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I know Kanan. I've I've read the uh, the, the Marvel comics? Star Wars comics. So nice, yeah, nice. and this kid is actually I realize like the exact same age as Luke because he was born on Empire Day, which is like the day the Empire was born, which is mm. also like yeah. when Luke was born, right? Well, doesn't Natalie Portman give birth at the same time the Empire is born, the same day when he announces like the. Like the Empire at the Senate. Oh, I guess. So is is that That's uh, Empire? Is then. that uh like sixteen before Yavin? Yeah. Before the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. So so they're like the same age. And the thing is, Sabine is also another she's a child. So she goes on this really epic journey, and by the end of it, Ezra ends up sort of disappearing. He kind of goes away, and no one really knows what happens to him. He goes up against uh Admiral Thrawn, which is incredible. 
but they fast forward to the future at the end of it. So it's like after the events of Return of the Jedi. Okay. And you see an older Sabine and she's like, this looks like this incredible warrior. And um, she meets up with um, Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars Clone mm-hmm. Wars. And, that's, yeah, I freaked and out. They are they are leaving. It, it shows at the end, they tease that they're going to go on a mission to find Ezra because he's somewhere out in the world mm-hmm. and it's like he's like out there in the universe so she has this like expanded story that they're That's, working on that is pretty cool it is very cool but they haven't done that yet and i i like this i feel almost would be a different conversation for me if we had more of her story because mm-hmm. so much of her story was her being this kid that like it was showing this growth of this child as she becomes a woman and as much as she grew they teased this character that we wanted the whole time but we never actually got it Right. We never got it. That's so interesting. And I think like we will start to see more of that in like TV shows and comics and stuff once episode nine hits. Like yeah. once once the future canon has been established in those three movies mm-hmm. um, that like we really will get to explore uh, the era after Jedi and like through the sequel series in a way that is really exciting. And we'll get to see more of these characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we're just not there yet. Are we? Well, I haven't seen the new series that started. Um, Resistance. She hasn't shown up in that yet which that's I'm taking accept, place like after it's like is that it's like right before seven right yeah yeah because right. um what's it's poe dameron it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's con- like a lead right so is it sort of like concurrent with the poe dameron comic i think so from yeah, Marvel? it's like yeah. right before yeah episode seven. seven yeah 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 this uh i th- i think i'm just gonna say this i think sabine wren would be a great character for people to vote for to come back yeah i feel that I feel that for sure. I, I, we're not done with her. No. Like, it, it, not just in the show, but she will come back in a series. Yeah. Maybe in the Mandalore series. Yeah. That's what people are heavily rumoring. That's interesting. Wondering. There were, like, some shots from it, and people saw, like, what looked like some painted Mandalorian armor, and people were like, <gasps> yeah. yeah. Which would be very yeah. cool. Yeah, whereas, like, the, the book is basically closed on Desmond. Well, yeah, the island is finally done with Desmond. Desmond no longer has any work to do. But that's actually such a compelling thing because one of the problems Matt and I, we've noticed about some of our characters that have won is like part of the reason they won is they have such a massive amount of content about them. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of love that, like you said, like he's sort of the Odyssey, like sort of Odyssey. Mm -hmm. He just has this one story, but it is one grand story. And it's so strong. Through time and space. (laughs) It it really is. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's good enough for him to go on. I think so too. I think that's uh, I, 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 like I said, Sabine. I will think will return. Um, but I think right now I, I'm going with Desmond. What about you, Patrick? I'm going with Desmond. Wow. 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 I also choose Desmond. Wow. Um, I don't, I don't have a way to end this one. Well, the island is is done with Sabine. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Awesome. So we have our final contender for the Division Four Championship round. Oh, wait, wait, I got, I got another pitch on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, see in another life, Sabine. Oh, that's oh. what it should have been. That's I his, don't know. What Desmond that means has yet. a catchphrase. It's see you in another life, brother. Oh, that's that's cool because he, <laughs> I get it because he like time he jumps around. But he was saying that before that ever happened. Yeah, and then it happens. It was like they were teasing. It, it was the like whole his time. own, like setting his own prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Whew. That was uh what an episode. Still one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> that was oh I was just short. Um You should have retired from the tosses once you nailed it the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I really should have. Uh we have our our four contenders for the division four championship that will happen next week. Uh, Desmond Hume will be going up against, uh, so it's bugs bunny versus Kool-Aid man. And then it's, <laughs> it's a uh, professor. Is it Charles X Xavier versus Desmond next? The next episode is not something I look forward to. Yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a brain. T- uh, my brain's going to be a, it's already in a pretzel. So yeah. it's going to be <laughs> yeah, really intense. Um, so make sure to tune in for that. And then after that episode, we're going to go into our season one championship round. Yeah. Tune in for March. Basically, this is the start of March Madness. Cause it is the, mm, the season yeah. finale where we find out who is the season one ultimate fictional character is the final week of March. So we have we have division four champs. Then we have the quarterfinals, mm-hmm. which we're only going to do two matchups. We're going to do the we're going to do it Sailor Moon versus Doctor Who. And then it'll be um, Ash Ketchum versus whoever, whoever wins, wins this one. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, yeah, <laughs> the really, the really, the cream, really, cream, really, really, really does, does rise. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
and then and then it'll be the final match. It'll be the winner of those two. Yeah. For Ugh. the end of March. So look forward to that, everyone. Yeah. Um, Patrick, thank you once again. An thank absolute you. blast. We got to get you so you back much for on. having me. Um, well, go ahead. Where can everyone find you? Uh, everyone follow this man. He is incredible. Well, thank you. You can find yeah. me on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Ellers is E-H-L-E-R-S. Um, but you should listen to the Nintendo Cartridge Society podcast. Yep. We do two, uh, two episodes a week. The first one on Tuesday is like a news episode where we talk about what's going on in the world of Nintendo. And the second episode is like a special uh, topic. Um, again, Matt Matt was on to help us determine uh, which franchise contributed the most to Smash Ultimate. That's the kind of silly stuff we do. We recently ranked the uh, Donkey Kong Animal Buddies. Yeah, that was and, fun. And got a lot of crap for it. <laughs> you guys got a lot of crap for us. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, yeah, that that move that episode would trigger me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very triggering episode, and I refuse to apologize for it. Um, and, yeah, also check out Same Day Shipping. It is a show that I do on this very network um, where we talk about. Uh, fictional relationships and all the things that we uh, love about them. We are also doing a little bit of a, uh, a March Madness thing where we are uh, doing a bracket with the uh, MCU relationships. Ooh. And we are going to determine once and for all who is the best relationship in the MCU. And th- are those like real ships or are those ships like, do you be like, I ship these two people? Oh, well, there's a little from column A and a little from column <laughs> yeah. B. Yeah, otherwise there wouldn't be enough to work with. <laughs> there, look, man, we had to cut it down. Oh, uh, originally, insane. originally Mogi was aiming for 128 ships, which is insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are so many. And if you start to go into, you know, uh, like fan ships and, and uh, fanfic, um, a lot of thruples. Like there's a lot to sort through. Yeah. So check That's out awesome. Same Day Shipping. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And uh, guys, once again, you know, if you listen to this, if you like it, even if you don't like it, if you want to leave a review on our iTunes, it really helps helps us get found. It helps us, uh, you know, keep doing the show and stuff like that. Um, we can't do it without you guys. So thank you for listening and thank you for your input. Yeah, and uh, it, as a reminder, if you, because Patrick, you get to enter a name into the bucket. Do you want to share with everyone who that's going to be or do you want to keep it a secret? No, I, I would like to share it. Okay, cool. I'm going to, from Tiny Tunes which I'm going to put on here in parentheses. Tiny Toon Adventures. Babs Bunny. Okay. She's awesome. awesome. She's a She's great, great character. Um, yeah. well, thank for you. our listeners, if they want to do the same, if you share oh. the show and then just send us a screenshot on Twitter or email mm-hmm. UFC pod, we will let you <laughs> add a name to the bucket. So share it, send it to us, and then we will... Yeah. Have you had one? There's a lot of ca- a lot of uncharted territory out there that we need I to get fine. So, um, there yeah. are a lot more tiny tunes. There's a lot more tiny There's tunes. They're great. Tunes. Hampton, Plucky, Dizzy yeah. Devil. Uh, what was the Dodo? Dodo Bird. Yeah. Uh, Elmira. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Montana Max. Montana Max. He was oh, greedy. He was so Montana greedy. Montana Max. Yeah. There's that possum from when they go on the boat ride in the bayou. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On How I Spent My Summer Vacation. Yeah. 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 That's a great mini uh, special. I love that special. It's really I good. I rented it all the time. Man, what a good show. <laughs> yeah. I remember, there's a car. There's, there's a car. car. There's, there's a car. car. <laughs> 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 the poor Plucky is like, because randomly, sorry, a lot of the last things is like, I was, I, I'd been plucky in that situation. <laughs> sure. Where I'm in a car of like, like my friend's family and they're just doing like weird stuff. And I was like, please, I want to get to happy world land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, guys, thank you so much. Um, you remember to tweet at us. Uh, if we, th- if you think we got this wrong, if you think you got, we got it right. Um, it's still definitive, but we want to hear your feedback. So, uh, make sure to tweet at us at, on Twitter at UFC pod. Yep. Yeah. And check out Sonic Weapon Fence on, on Spotify. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. that's right. I forgot stay, about my... Stay tuned for that track. Yeah. yeah. Let, we'll, we'll listen to Letters from the 70s. Letters from, letters the, 70s from the 70s coming 70s. up. Until next time, Hunters. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Stay on the hunt. Play that tune.
Assalamualaikum Assalamualaikum